And um, it's much more important to understand that it's not just that you win, it's how you win that matters. Welcome back to the Voices of Santa Clara podcast. I am your host, Darius Johnson, and today we are starting off our Going Clubbing series with the student body president, Ciara Moezadis. Thank you so much for joining today. Uh, we are very excited to have you on the podcast to walk through more what ASG does, what your role entails, and maybe a little bit more background on you and how you got into this role. So thanks for uh, coming on. Thanks, Darius. Happy to be here. Fantastic. So just to kick it off, um, for our listeners who don't know much about you, maybe just give us a quick background on who you are, uh, maybe how you got to SCU, what you did as a kid, and then end off um, with um, why you chose to get involved in the first place with ASG. Yeah, definitely. So, um, ooh, background. Okay. I graduated from Valley Christian High School in San Jose. So been here, um, grew up in the Bay Area, grew up in San Jose. Um, my background heritage um, is really important to me. Uh, my dad immigrated from Tehran, Iran when he was younger. And so that Iranian heritage is really close to my heart. Um, and my mom has Italian and Spanish roots. So it's been really interesting being a melting pot in a lot of ways, which has definitely shaped a lot of my interests um, when it comes to what I per- pursued at Santa Clara, but also what I hope to do post-grad. Um, I am double majoring in political science and communication and minoring in Arabic, Islamic, and Middle East studies. Um, I came to Santa Clara, didn't really expect to go here, um, was not my top choice. I really wanted to get away. Um, being 15 minutes from campus um, was just way too close. Things aligned, um, and so I ended up coming here and, and trying to to be as positive as I could about it. And within my first quarter, I was like, wait a minute, I actually like this place. Um, and so tried to get involved in a lot of ways and yeah, now, now we're here, uh, senior year and although virtual, um, it's definitely been, uh, very interesting serving as student body president, um, as well as just being a senior right now. <laughs> and things have really been crazy this year, obviously. I definitely want to touch a lot more into ASG and of course your path to becoming student body president. But I'm sure that transition was tough in general, just beyond, of course, being a part of ASG. So for you personally, how was that having to adjust to a virtual environment for your last, you know, final year as a senior? Um, So like taking a step back from ASG, just you personally, how was that um, switch for you? And maybe how did you adjust and really um, try and make make the best of the current situation? Yeah, um, it was definitely tough because I think spring quarter... it was nice at the beginning to to be able to slow down. Um, I am definitely just always trying to to do stuff and be on campus and and balance all of these things. And being able to just have a breather for a second was much needed. But then as time kind of continued to pass and um, the severity of COVID and then um, a lot of incidents with racial injustice and just feeling like this never ending draining cycle of 2020 um it definitely hit hard it like has not been an easy um however long it's been now nine months um 
definitely a lot I've a lot of introspection a lot of balancing um, my mental health especially you know with with all these zoom meetings and everything um, it can be a lot so so I've been taking care of myself but also really trying to do what, what's most comfortable with me uh, or for me um, which has been just you know doing my social distancing thing staying with my family um, and and really kind of seeing my priorities into senior year um, given you know it's still an unconventional one but it is senior year exactly exactly I think that's a great mindset to have um, you know just trying to push through things and make the best out of what has happened um, thank you for, for sharing that so now shifting to ASG which is the Associated Student Government can you just briefly before we get more into your role and your path as a as a leader can you just tell us a little bit more about what ASG is, what it does, um, and maybe how some students who maybe haven't heard of it before can get involved with the organization? Yeah, so ASG basically serves as the bridge between the administrators and the student body, specifically the undergraduate population. We are almost 60 members strong. It's a pretty big organization. Um, and the goal really, I mean, there's a lot of different aspects to to make the organization function um, and function well. So the bulk of the organization is actually senators who are working on projects and kind of understanding the different students and technically their constituents' concerns um, to be able to, to connect with admin. And a lot of the time, because we're coming from ASG, um, admin are more inclined to talk to us. Um, not saying that's necessarily right but um it's definitely something that i've learned over the past four years at being at scu is when when there is an issue um just being able to say like oh i'm an i'm a senator or i'm this on asg and we like a lot of students have been talking about this issue and we really need to address it can we set up a meeting um it's been a lot easier to get their attention and get the ball rolling on a certain project um so at its core uh we really are just trying to build a better community for for all Broncos and I think being in a virtual environment it's been really interesting um, which I'm sure we'll get into but um, in terms of just how to get involved a lot of students end up running for positions um, at the end of the year typically around April um, and so there's a lot of class senator races as well as appointed positions you can apply for if you know, running for something isn't your thing. And also um, the Senate branch is not the only branch. There is ways to get involved in terms of public relations or community development, which is kind of reaching beyond the Santa Clara community, as well as judicial and finance. Um, so a lot of ways to get involved and um, definitely a community that I've been so lucky to be a part of uh, this past, I guess, this past year, but also throughout my Santa Clara career. That's great. That's awesome. ASG is definitely so broad and there's so many different ways that you can get involved. Um, definitely we'll go more um, into detail on those ways. But more about you, um, Ciara. So tell us a little bit about you when you were younger, maybe through you know middle school, high school, and early years of Santa Clara. Um, what was that path as a kid? Were you always someone who was a student leader? Were you always trying to get involved? Maybe where did it all start for you in terms of leadership and getting very involved? So funny story, I, in elementary school, um, fourth grade, my dad encouraged me to run for like class historian, whatever that meant. 
Um, I think it was like taking pictures and I was like, yeah, like I'll get involved. I honestly don't know where that part came from, but I ran and I lost. Um, but I like kind of liked, you know, trying and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be defeated. I'm just going to try again in fifth grade. Um, so I did that till freshman year of high school because I lost all of those races. Um, and finally persevered as freshman class treasurer, um, which I thought was a big deal because my high school also had a junior high. So half of the junior high actually went to the high school and I came in not knowing like anyone, right? And so when I won, I was like, hey, like this is cool. Um, But it was definitely a long um, time to get there and I'm not really sure why I, you know, persevered so much given that I lost so many times. And then in high school, I got involved in like um, the equivalent of an ASG there. And I was junior class president and really just enjoyed like building camaraderie within our class. Um, high school student government is a lot different than college in terms of kind of what the priorities are. And in high school, it was a lot of community building spirit, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so when I came to Santa Clara, I learned about their student government and was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this because, you know, this seems legit. Um, and I ran for freshman class senator and that was an interesting race. Lots of chalking. Um, I know some of the freshmen, if they're listening, they haven't seen what campaigns look like at Santa Clara, but I was chalking. I got a chalk squad together and um, it was really cool within the first few weeks to have a position on student government but also have people like know kind of, oh, oh, I, I saw your name chalked, like, hi, nice to meet you and like make a lot of friends or acquaintances or whatever, just getting to know a lot of the the Santa Clara population, at least my class really early on, um, which kind of set the tone for the rest of my college career. Definitely. And you mentioned getting so involved as a first year and going through that campaign process. What is that like coming in as a first year, knowing, hey, I want to get very involved, but then having to go through a campaign process and you're like meeting all these different people. What is that experience like if you can take us back to your first year at Santa Clara, maybe for the first years who are who are listening, who are also interested in getting more involved? Totally. Yeah, it was super daunting, but I think because I was a local student and you know, was trying to make the most of my Santa Clara experience, I kind of felt like, oh, I was past the discomfort. I didn't have to adjust necessarily like a lot of students that maybe came from the East Coast or even international students that are like still trying to find their bearings. And so within the first few weeks, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And there were actually like 18 people that ran my year for five spots. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to try hard. Um, I made a video and like, tried to talk to different people and had some flyers and um I was just like okay name recognition matters we're all on the same like playing field no one knows any of us so in retrospect I mean I'm still really glad that I tried to get involved in ASG from the get-go but for freshmen listening like you know with virtual it's a whole different animal and that's totally understandable but but even if you didn't get involved your first year, um, that doesn't mean that you you can't be involved in ASG or you can't be a big leader in in any of the organizations you're a part of. Um, 
And so that's also something that I think is important to keep in mind is to not like put a lot of pressure on yourself to get in the door into these different opportunities early on um, because you still have the opportunity to make an impact and really um, have have a community otherwise. Definitely. And I think it's great that you mentioned that even coming in, if you don't get that involved, I think many students don't know that it's never really too late to join something or get involved involved with a different club or organization. So definitely great to hear that piece from you. So now shifting, kind of moving three years ahead um, to now as a senior and running for student body president in this crazy virtual environment. Before we get into your personal experience, uh, can you kind of break down what the role of student body president looks like? What does it entail? What's your day-to-day per se? And maybe um, what are some I guess, advice you may have for other people who are looking to get involved with a a role like this in the future? Yeah, so going into this virtual year was definitely confusing and tough in this role, obviously, because Sahil, uh, the student body president from last year, kind of got the the back end of kind of figuring out the year with with COVID. But um, it seems like my year could potentially be online the whole time. Who knows? Um, and so kind of having to navigate this um, has definitely been tough to see like where are the priorities, for example, in terms of having a 60 member org and um, a lot of them are fresh blood. Like how do we build a community via Zoom? And so that's something that I like throughout my years at on ASG, I have literally like formed a family like ASG is really important to me. But then feeling like, oh, all these people don't get to to really understand that and comprehend that because Zoom communities are tough in general. And so trying not to necessarily put that on me, um, but recognize like, okay, this is just a time we're leading in and there's going to be challenges. Um, and so kind of going back to your, your question about what does the ASG president do, um, it's really about just being like a sounding board so that I can represent my community, the entire undergraduate population, while also ensuring that the organization functions. Um, And so a lot of that internal organization stuff is through uh, the vice president, uh, Ann Kodiga. And so I am constantly talking to her, we're constantly bouncing ideas off of each other. And then I am communicating that to administrators Um, as well as the board of trustees. And so a lot of my week consists of meetings, (laughs) so many meetings, like each week is probably 12 to 15 hours of meetings. Um, And, you know, a lot of the time (laughs) when you do meetings, you're like, oh, why did I, why did I meet with that person again? Um, And so (laughs) I'm really learning a lot about leadership and kind of how to effectively approach different initiatives that I'm pursuing. Um, And overall, between COVID and racial injustice on our campus, there's just been so much to do that really surpasses the original ASG purpose of, you know, just making making the campus better. Like, let's get a water bottle station there. Let's, you know, lift this course credit Um, requirement to this level for example like it's going beyond that to institutional issues that has really pushed me in a lot of ways but has also been super tough yeah and I love that you mentioned like 
the role has really expanded given this environment, given COVID, given these social issues and institutional issues. So what main issues are you tackling um, as ASG student body president? So for example, um, can you walk us through maybe some of the main issues that were on your agenda when you were, when you were camp- campaigning and maybe how they changed over time? The president and the vice president candidates run together. So Anne and I ran um, together. And when we were talking about our platform, we were like, oh, I don't really know like what we need to improve. Like what what can we, it's hard to make promises, um, especially when they're like a lot bigger things. And so we reflected on the organization and came up with a few values that we wanted to run on so that no matter what we're pursuing, we're ultimately ensuring that those values are being carried out from transparency to accountability and inclusivity. Um, I think our last one was efficiency. With ASG, there's there tends to be a stigma depending on, you know, s- some students feeling like, AS- what does ASG even do? Or mm-hmm. why isn't ASG like helping us with this? Or Where's ASG in terms of uplifting the voices of BIPOC students on our campus? And so over my time in ASG, I realized the times that we kind of historically have failed and also where we could improve and why the current leaders in these positions weren't really focusing on that. Um, And so we ran on that platform. And then between, for example, the Dr. Morgan incident um, over the summer um, with the the racial profiling incident or um, kind of what happens after on our campus following um, like the deaths of many um, black folks, including uh, the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. It was kind of like, okay, I realized that this role is literally not going to be the role that I anticipated. Um, Cause even when I ran in April, so much has changed since the severity of COVID has changed. These horrible um, incidents have continued in various ways and even shown up on our own campus, um, which is one thing when you see it nationally and you're just condemning it. But it's another thing when it's happening on your campus and you're like, what are you going to do about it? And feeling like this is something that I need to ensure that we're not only, um, that we're becoming a better organization through this whole process. For example, like uplifting BIPOC student voices by continuously talking to the MCC and really ensuring that we know their needs rather than speaking for them, just making sure that they have that platform or seeing where the the holes in our campus's diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Like there's just so many things that maybe I won't be able to accomplish a lot of it by the time June rolls around um, with the rest of the organization, but it's really planting the seeds in these different administrators, staff and faculty's heads of this is an issue. We need to take the right steps to ensure that when I leave, at least there's progress being made um, so that the next president can take over and really finish it. Exactly. I think it's important about progress, right? Because things have changed. I mean, the entire, you know, uh, of social justice and racial issues 
um, really have impacted many students on campus and just even beyond. Um, so taking those steps and maybe like adjust in real time and have to, you know, speak to a lot of different people in terms of admin. And you mentioned the MCC. Um, I think those are really great, great steps that you're taking. I, I think the school is starting to, you know, make progress and definitely move in the right direction. Um, so we talked about, you know, many of the issues and, and you mentioned values that you had when, when, when running for president and also in your current role as a president. To flip on the other side here, what is the most exciting part about leading ASG or about ASG as a whole? Like really, what do you enjoy most um, about the organization when you're in meetings, talking to people? What's very exciting to you about uh, the Associated Student Government? Yeah, I think for me, it's just being able to reach so many different aspects of this campus through my role, um, both collaborating with other student leaders to kind of getting FaceTime with other administrators and like the board of trustees that, you know, no student really is able to um, reach out to directly and, and have meetings with. It's kind of, it's honestly an honor to be able to like represent the student body, but sometimes it's tough to be like, the burden is literally on me to convey. I'm the point person for any issues on campus. And so, you know, I may not be affected by a certain issue or I don't know enough about it. And so having to really be educated about it has been tough, but it's really just been exciting to be in the rooms where a lot of the decision making is happening. Um, and so trying to to ensure that I'm being like the best leader as I can be and really being transparent with a lot of the campus has been really important to me, especially since everything is virtual. And so just trying to be as accessible as I can, um, I found has has really paid off at least for this past quarter. Yeah. And, and the notion you mentioned of that burden of, you know, how am I conveying the right message Right, whether it's to the board of trustees or admin at the university, um, definitely important to you know go in there and kind of speak on the behalf of all the students as a leader um, at the university. So, given that, what do you think from your personal experiences makes a great leader? So, you talked a lot about having that burden and being able to try and understand issues that may not affect you. So, given all of that, what do you think makes you a great leader, and um, what advice would you maybe have? on um, people who want to be leaders. A great leader needs to be doing some serious introspection about the goals of really the organization and what they're trying to accomplish in their role um, and really being open to constructive criticism because I think it's really easy to just, especially now that we're virtual, to kind of do my own thing. I'm not living off, I, w I wasn't living off campus in the fall and I don't think I will be in the winter. And so like, I could literally just be doing my own thing, not really talking to anyone and just be in my, my office in my parents' house and trying to represent the student body. But instead, like, I'm really trying to get as much um, FaceTime, as I said before, with, with students from different organizations and doing that introspection to be like, is this really worth it? I think another thing that makes a great leader that I continuously struggle with is saying no. Um, I think it's really important to kind of be aware of your bandwidth. And a lot of the time, I feel like I'm really spread so thin. But because I'm doing everything well, it's fine. And I'm just pushing it as far as I can until like, 
I realize, oh shoot, like I messed that up. Maybe I need to drop something versus just being honest with myself and being like, you know, this probably isn't, isn't the best for me. Um, I should drop it now before things kind of unravel. And so, yeah, I think in terms of some like great leadership skills, I think knowing how to delegate on top of saying no is important because when you are delegating, you're ensuring that you're not spreading yourself thin and therefore you're not compromising the the organization and it, its efficacy. Um, and with delegating, I learned this from some career, I don't even know who she was, some like inspirational spokesperson, but she said something about how you not only should be delegating, you should be developing those individuals that you're delegating to. She called it develop gate, which I kind of liked. Even I'm just a fan of puns, but like that's so important. Like I'm only in this role for a year, but someone else is going to take on this role. And a lot of the people in this organization are going to become leaders in their own ways through this organization or others and making sure that they are just as well equipped to lead whatever it is, um, is I think critical to just ensuring that we're all chasing after different things and being the best we can in these roles. Definitely. Um, I like develop gate. I'm actually use that one in my own, um, in my own life. But, <laughs> um, so you mentioned a lot of great tips here about being a leader, um, within the student organization, but I mean, everyone know that you're also very involved outside of just Santa Clara and outside of just ASG. So maybe you can touch on a few of the other things that you're involved in and maybe how they've helped you or, or prepped you for your uh, current role here as uh, the student body president. Yeah, my first year, I definitely dipped my toes in a lot of places on campus to kind of see where I was being pulled towards and what really interested me. Um, a few of the things that I would say kind of has definitely shaped my experience at Santa Clara would be I was a community facilitator or a resident assistant. Um, and so although a lot of people consider that being a glorified narc, I learned a lot about <laughs> kind of what exactly um, it takes to be super organized. And that role requires a lot of work um, and a lot of time and waking up in the middle of the night and just it was super wild. But I am so glad I did it for one year to be able to gain a lot of mentorship and um, leadership skills in its own way. Um, also, I started a club with another senior um, called Ignite, which encouraged girls to run for office, basically. And so I felt that a lot of our political clubs on campus um, weren't as robust. And I felt that maybe it was because it was, you know, one party or the other. So this club is nonpartisan. And it's really just focused on ensuring we're in different political spheres um, when we leave Santa Clara and acquiring those tools that are important. Um, besides those two things, I think just my majors being in poli-sci and communication has definitely um, been really critical. I've had a lot of great mentorship um, and advisors through these programs and I'm a political science peer advisor and so really being able to be in the know about everything that's going on allowed me to pursue lots of different internships from being on the Hill to 
um, going to Cusco, Peru to, eh, I don't even know, but just lots of things. Um, and so it's been really critical to my experience being at Santa Clara to be, um, the hyper involved self that I am. Definitely. Um, it's, and it's cool, of course, you know, like interning on the hill, obviously, and having all these other really awesome opportunities that you've been able to receive throughout your four years. Um, so to wrap up a bit on the conversation about, of course, ASG and yourself and your personal leadership, if you could look back at your four years at Santa Clara, um, as you know, maybe sooner than later, you're going to be graduating and, and leaving and then off to the career space. So through these four years, what advice would you give um, to someone who's just coming in or someone who's maybe been here for a couple of years? What overall advice would you have for people who are interested in being leaders, interested in getting involved, but really just more so on how to navigate the entire you know, college world um, in the college experience? Yeah. Um, for the first years, I'd say try as many things as possible. And whenever the virtual world um is no longer being able to continue to try new things in person. And I know I said as a leader, it's important to say no, but I think during your first year or whatever it may be, say yes to things that make you uncomfortable in terms of that could could really grow you as a person and grow your understanding of different opportunities. Um, I think that was super important to my experience is just oh, like salsa dancing, I'll go. And then like doing that for a quarter or like going to MCC clubs, I um, that wasn't part of my identity, but feeling like, hey, like I want to learn about this culture, for example. I think all of those things are critical to, to really making the most of your SCU experience. Um, and I think one thing that really changed my experience was kind of Santa Clara is a really great university with a lot of untapped opportunity. I feel like at face value, you're like, oh, SCU, like for someone in, interested in politics, for example, and international affairs, like, why didn't I just go to DC? Like, why am I here? Um, but there are like, being able to just reach out and be like, oh, this sounds like a cool opportunity. Who's in charge of this? Or, oh, I know Ciara did this program. Like, I'm going to DM her. And being able to hear about these different experiences and be like, maybe this is something I'll try and getting your name on different people's radars throughout the university um, is definitely an incredible way to to be the first to some of these opportunities and um, really try to to stake your ground and um, on campus and eventually when we graduate, um, having those ties and connections and, and fostering those relationships with a lot of professors and mentors and whoever. Um, so those are a few things I think have been a key to my SU experience that I really highly encourage others to, to think about doing as well. Fantastic. Um, you know, just trying things as a first year, I think that's one thing that, you know, personally that I did as well, just try to do a lot of different things and get very involved. Um, so definitely, you know, second and echo what you said about, you know, trying, getting involved. It's definitely like you only get to be in college, right, for, for four years. Um, so it's very important to, you know, maximize that and, and try and learn a lot of different things. Um, I know I, I did, I did mention that that was our last question on ASU, but I'm just curious really on this point of you about to graduate, right, and, and leave Santa Clara. What lasting impact do you want to leave 
um, on the university as a whole. And then maybe, you know, as you come back for five, 10, 20 year um, re, uh, unions, what do you want to see um, from ASG or, or like what growth do you envision happening in the future? My legacy, I definitely think about this a lot. I didn't touch on this at all during the conversation, but when I was a sophomore, I launched like a diversity and inclusion campaign called Bronco Posse that featured like different identities and and really um, kind of pushed on a lot of stigmas and stereotypes that we see in society about these different um, different folks. And I got to launch that and it got a lot of campuses, a lot of the campuses attention um, and even got implemented into human resources, new staff orientation. Um, and so with that, I would love to see something like that continued um, just with other students or um, kind of at least through HR, having that be something built in and, and maybe over the years, um, other students have, have tried to to emulate that with the, with the new incoming students. Um, but in terms of kind of my own legacy as ASG president in this sphere, one thing I'm really trying to do is get a student on the board of trustees. Um, it's going to be tough, but I think we need to do it. So I'm really pushing hard for that. And I would love for that to be something um, that could be like, hey, I, I pushed for that and it happened. Um, and then overall, I think just in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, also with what SEU needs to be doing better, I would love to see... Um, kind of just like a more inclusive space um, for a lot of students on campus, um, a bigger MCC space. I know a lot of folks in the MCC are really pushing for that. Um, but with everything, with every institution, there's always bureaucracy and there's always challenges. Um, and I'd also love to see the recently, we recently launched the Black Excellence Scholarship Fund over the summer. Um, and we so far have raised like 400 something thousand dollars for it which is incredible but I'd love that for that to be like a legit thing with like a lot of money and a lot of students being able to to apply are attracted to apply to the school for it and also um it's not just for the money but it's for the network and mentorship and and making that a really robust program um for black students applying so those are some things some dreams we'll see what happens I know it's tough to be optimistic in t at times, but um, that's what I'd love to see at some sort of reunion. Yeah, that's great. And hopefully, you know, when you do come back those years from now, all those things are more robust and they've grown. As you know, these are only the starting points. They're only the first steps and there's so much progress and so much left to be done. Um, and I, for one, am also excited to definitely see um, all that we can do with these new initiatives. So... Thank you so much for talking a lot about ASG and your experiences. I mean, you gave myself and the listeners so many insights. So thank you for doing that. Um, it's about you and, and really how important leadership is. But before we go, uh, we always uh, love to ask everyone that comes on the podcast a couple questions um, that just let us, you know, learn a little bit more about you and your personality and kind of who you are. Uh, so, the, so the first question is, if you kind of, think back maybe pre-COVID or even even during COVID, what would your ideal Saturday look like from start to finish? Uh, an ideal Saturday would be not opening my laptop, um, which I struggle to do a lot. Um, and then being able to go to like a farmer's market or something, um, 
sit and drink coffee um like in a coffee shop that has some sort of aesthetic um I really miss that and I didn't realize that just being able to sit there and like maybe read a book or like read some news or look at Twitter like just that's super peaceful for me um and then I really enjoy kind of food hopping um trying different things that would be an ideal Saturday and then just spending it with um people I care about and then making sure I get some sleep (laughs) that is an ideal Saturday no I mean definitely can relate to just some type of you know sitting in somewhere for you know some period of time and just enjoying being outside of the house again and you know being in different places definitely something that I can uh also want to look forward to getting back to um and then for the final question is if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive um who would it be and why oh my goodness I feel like I'm in an interview um <laughs> nah. uh, let's see um I would say Michelle Obama because one I read Becoming And I really enjoyed that book. And I feel like we're very similar in ways in terms of like personality wise and like work ethic wise. And um, she just seems like an incredible individual. Um, And I also have been listening to her podcast a lot. But I'm sure a lot of people would want to have dinner with Michelle Obama. Who knows? Maybe someday I'll be able to get that opportunity. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely someday. But I mean, that's a great pick. I mean, um, Michelle's obviously amazing. So um, hopefully that does work out for you. And and who knows, maybe one day you will be in that position. Um, definitely would not catch you out of that. So thank you again so much, CR, for coming on, talking to us. Um, it was great to hear a lot about you and AHG and your role as student body president. Um, so thanks again. And for all the listeners, thank you all um, for listening into the Going Clubbing series. A lot more great episodes to come with this. So definitely stay tuned. So thank you. Thanks, Darius.